good chef. Nope. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Why the f*** do I watch this game? One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie, or Hog, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Um, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Adam Johns, go ahead. Hey, Matt, how, how you doing? Um, Coach Ditka versus the Hurricane, who would win? Ditka, Ditka. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Ditka. Here they are. Hogan Johns. You know, there was a time this offseason, Adam Johns, that I I thought we should retire the open that we play a lot on this. You know, we have some ro- rotating opens. Our producer, Kent, does a great job. But we have one that we've been playing for a few years, which is basically just like how this team always manages to do this. And I was like, nah, you know what? It's a new era. I think, you know, it might be time to... You know, give these guys a. These guys are new. It's not their fault that the past. And then here we are, week two. Wow, there's major concern about the quarterback. Can't figure out who to blame. Whether it's the OC, the quarterback, the head. Like it's just like the endless cycle just keeps going and going and going. How are you, Adam Johnson? I'm doing great. I'm actually in a great mood. Yeah, Uh, as you can see, I did not go to to Tampa. You've had a nice little Sunday. I've had a great little Sunday. Unlike was, the rest of us. It was my son's homecoming game back here in Chicago. Big one for him. So I stayed back, watched him score a touchdown on nice. the game opening drive. So I was pumped yeah. by that. Nice play action pass. Some touch in the end zone. Over the shoulder grab. Touchdown. Very pumped for my son. So it's been a good day in the Johns household, but not for other households in the Chicago land. So this, this is how I was tracking the game early on. Hey, real quick though, I just want to point out, love hearing that. It's a good perspective on what's important in life. James Hogue got the offensive trophy today from his game. Love they it. lost. They lost, but he got the offensive trophy. You know, I think they got a first down. It's the kind of awards the Bears are giving out too. It sounds like, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, that's just, I, sorry to interrupt you. I just want a good perspective on, uh, things that, that matter. Nice hat, by the way, the new Thank Hogan you. Johns yeah. hat available on HoganJohns.com. So this is how I track the game early on as, as I'm watching my son, he scored, he, he played well, the whole, their whole team played well, good homecoming win is the amount of people that were coming up to me during the game, texting me during the game, like, Oh my gosh, this is bad. Oh, we're bad again. Why can't the quarterback get rid of the ball? One of our coaches on the sideline reading off Justin Fields' stat line at halftime. I'm like, oh, man, I feel bad for Kevin Fishbane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, but here we go again. You know, I got something special coming up uh, this week. If you're an athletic subscriber, it'll be out maybe Monday night or Tuesday. Um, some type of different film thing coming up. Just to tease it a bit. But wow, like six sacks, holding the ball too long. An opportunity to, to actually go win the game in the final two minutes and a pick six on a screen pass. Adam Hogue, what the hell is going on? Yeah, um, I'll try to tell you as best as you can without, um, you know, bringing up too many uh, scars for the uh, our audience here that has already had to witness this game today. <laughs> um, I, look, Corey Wooten tweeted it in the middle of the game. I agree. Like, a lot of these sacks, they were on Justin. Yes, there was one that Braxton Jones gave up that was definitely just a clear. I saw whiff. that one. That was can't ha- can't happen. 
Um, so they weren't all on Justin. But, you know, and Darnell Wright, I think, gave up, definitely gave up pressure early. That was on him. But, dude, you're holding on to the ball way too long. Um, it just, I don't know how to, we're trying to talk about it on the CHGO postgame show, too. Something just did not, it just doesn't look right. This is not how it's supposed to look, Johns. It's just, it, 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 there was one he took where he just sort of like, instead of scrambling in the past, he he just sort of like folded into a ball almost like at the line of scrimmage and just got sacked. And that's where I'm starting to wonder like, if the coaching, we're at the point where the coaching and the development, it's just kind of hit a wall. To where like the things that he used to do so well on his own, just with instincts, have almost been coached out of him at this point. And now it just seems it seems like a very crucial time here with Justin Fields. And I, I I almost feel like next week they just gotta let him loose. Like just let the kid play. Just let him do what we know because everything, the drop back, the delivery, the decision making, he's operating at a speed that is not NFL speed. It's just not the NFL speed. It can't. It can't be that methodical. It just can't happen. I think he wants to prove that he can do it. That he's not this running quarterback. That he's not a running back because we've heard those insults. Have we not? Yeah. We've heard that criticism. He wants he's to heard, prove. He's heard it too. Yeah. Oh, yes. He's acknowledged it. He wants to prove that he can play within the pocket. And I don't know. I, I get what you're saying about the coaching. Like I do, they're coaching the the instincts, the the elite playmaking ability, the special playmaking ability out of them. But it's 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 tough. It, it, part of that's still him, though, right? Like, yeah. I saw some of those sacks. I did catch up on the game a little bit. I mean, that's like four, five, six seconds standing back there, where you don't even have to step up. Like, scramble to your left a little bit, you know, buy yourself time, you know, step up. Two, two steps and put the ball down the field. Like, why is he just not releasing the ball? Even when, like, he looks on time with his reads, like we went over with Tim last in our last episode. Like, throw the ball. Throw the ball. Like, just let it loose. Trust your guy to be there. So, I, I think they're kind of intertwined here. Well, and that's why, like, I, I can't wait to see the All-22 film because I just, I don't know from watching the TV copy if guys were open or not. Um, but it's almost like last week he was... I'm sure they, they showed him in the meetings, right? Like, yeah, you scrambled here, you picked up seven, eight yards, but you had a guy wide open. Throw you gotta throw that. And so I wonder if today he was like he was almost and not gun shy, but like run shy. Like he was afraid to run because he was just trying to be so intent on finding that open guy. And now all of a sudden you're like, you just said you're at five seconds, dude. You can't ball's gotta be out. And that's the thing. It's it's gotta be ball out or go after certain time and it's it's just i it's worrisome man i i don't know we 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 asked a question like and and we're not the only ones but we talked about this on chgo like are you out on justin fields yet and there's many different ways you can look at that and more excuses you could throw in there you could say oh it's only two weeks right but we're also in year three so yes it's only two weeks of the season but it's year two Week two of year three. So these are the types of conversations that they have to be having this season inside House Hall, too. I'm not quite there, but 
it's concerning, right? Like you gotta at least acknowledge that this is this is not where you want to be after two weeks this season. And quite frankly, not where I thought they'd be. Oh and two, maybe. Like I could I could have envisioned some world where they were 0 and two, but not it looking like this. Not not this bad. Everything we just said, like kind of reminded everything you just said, I should say, kind of reminded me what like what Andrew Ginoco like said at the end of the uh, end of the year, like like when you see him open, this, this is like was like Jay Culler, like he was a see the guy open, fire it in there type of guy. That's how he played quarterback. Yeah, some anticipation throws were made by Jay Culler, but that's that's who he was. I think Justin might be the same way. Fields might be the same way, just in terms of like he's got to see the guy come open instead of you know anticipating it to to come open. Like so, what Janoko said in the middle of last season is like once you see him open. He's not, because that's closing. It's closing. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking of that right now, just in terms of his development as a passer. Something the boor, the Bears, the Boars, the Boars, the Bears have placed at like the highest priority. E- even Justin Fields developing as a passer, just not seeing it. Just not seeing. Yeah. E- even with DJ Moore, even with Chase Claypool, even with Darnell Mooney all in the field with him, it's just not coming to fruition just yet. So another thing you're going uh, to see, yeah, especially when you go through the film, um, well, let me put it this way. You're going to scratch your head at the game plan. I, I, I'm So th- these can be two separate conversations. I mean, there's definitely on the Venn diagram, they overlap somewhere, and I don't think they're helping Justin. But I'm just really confused at the offensive approach still. There, there seems to be hardly any outside zone, which was like, wait a minute, that was the whole point of the scheme, I thought. And yet the running backs ran the ball, ball well today. And there was no commitment to the run, uh, really at any point. There seemed to be a commitment to, all right, let's see what you got, Justin. Like, it, it, it's almost as if they're like trying to test him as much as possible right now. But it's putting him in dis, just, it's not helping him. Uh, there's, it, it, honestly, Johns, when you go back and watch the full game, like kind of in a sequence, it is, there's just no rhythm on offense. There doesn't seem to be much of a plan. It looked easy on the first drive, but that's because they hit a couple shots downfield. And, but that's another thing. Like, so they targeted DJ Moore a little bit more today, but still not enough, in my opinion. Um, and I just don't understand. Like, there's no relationship with the run and pass right now. It, it, it's it, and there's way too many screens. I get that a few of them worked. You're going to see some of the screens that did work today. There was a nice tight end screen to Cole Komet. There was one late to Khalil Herbert. But right there at the end of the game, Chase Claypool gets called for a penalty OPI, which is really just a blocking penalty because he's blocking too soon. The timing's off on it. Guess what? It's a screen. And then the pick six at the end is just an inexcusable screen to me in that situation where you're backed up, literally feet in your own end zone, and guess what? Just like we saw last week with the Packers, Johns, the Bucks sniffed it out. They, they know it's it. coming. They see it. 
They're seeing it in a situation where you shouldn't even be calling a screen, which means that it's a tell from your offensive line or it's a tell from your quarterback. It's a tell from the players on the field. They're giving it away. And so once again, you're asking players to run stuff that they're not great at running, which is probably why Claypool got the OPI on the screen anyway. Why is EQ not active? Why is he not on the field in these situations where you're asking players to do things that they're not good at? Go back and watch Justin Fields' touchdown run at the beginning of the game. Look at number 10 on that play. There's effort, but it's still a terrible block. Is that he doesn't the one make the block. He, he fell down, like in the middle of the yes. line of scrimmage? Yes. Yeah. And it wasn't effort. It wasn't an effort problem. The effort was there, but it was just still bad technique. It was the same things that Foose was talking about all week. And at some point, it's like, I'm not even sitting here blaming Claypool anymore. It's, you're blaming the coaches for putting that guy in this situation over and over again. So if you're Luke Etsy, do you feel more limited by your quarterback or do you feel more limited by your offensive line makeup at this at this moment? Well, like how much is this influencing what he what he's doing? Because that offensive line, an offensive line that we thought would be better, is obviously not. Well, Just true, not. I think it's more the quarterback today, though, because there's so many quarterback sacks. Um, and you know, I'm one that thinks again, like as a statistic, sacks belong to quarterbacks. I know offensive lines. A percentage goes to them, but no one has more influence on what happens on a sack than a quarterback. But that's why I'm confused. Because, like, so look, regardless of who the lack of trust is in, there's a lack of trust. Like, it's a great point you just bring up. There's a lack of trust. But I don't understand why there's a lack of trust in running the ball. Because that is something you said before the season. I agreed with you. We thought this team could run the ball. And so far, they've run the ball. They were running the ball today. So instead of like, Going back to screen after screen after screen because you don't trust the protection. Why not lean on your running game? And again, there was almost no outside zone last week. I didn't see a lot of it today. And so it's the whole approach I'm confused by. If you don't, tr- if you don't trust the cornerback or the protection, why are you not running the ball and then trying to get play action and things like that? That's what I don't know. I, I just I, I have no explanation there. Khalil Herbert, seven carries for 35 yards. Roshan Johnson, four carries for 32. Long of 29. Good run. Bayless Jones Jr., one for minus three. Justin Fields, four for three. 11 carries by your running backs for a yeah. team that wants to have that physical run first identity. They had think, four at halftime, by the way. I think you're bringing up, well, I think you're even, it's even further is your, your point here. Yeah. That's so Luke Getze. You can't really blame it on them being like down late in the game. They actually ran the ball more in the second half than the first half, but still, it wasn't enough in either half. In Are you getting like this weird feeling? Like the Bears have said, have said so many good things about Justin, and, and I truly believe, I like, I believe that they like him. They see promise. They see potential. They see they want development as a passer. They're on the record saying that that that's Matt Eberflus, Luke Etsy, and Ryan Poles. He's got elite skills as a runner. Justin Fields does, but like, I'm just stuck on this. Well, now it's like just popping in my head, just because this is who the Bears are. They still didn't draft them, right? Like, yeah, the the three most important football people in your building: the head coach, the GM, the quarterback. 
Like, isn't there that here we go again vibe coming back a little bit here? Like, oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. this, th- like, like we're reliving 2019. We're reliving 2014. <laughs> it, it's like it's back there. Like, what, how, how should I articulate this? It's like in the back of your mind, right? Like they didn't draft Justin Fields. Like, regardless of all the good things they have said about him, they're that's still not their guy. Yeah. Um, it's a valid point. It, it, here's what I feel, Johns. There seems to be this effort to what you said. Like they want to see him develop as a passer. This all the, the this game plan the first two weeks to me is like, well, let's find out as fast as we can what he can do. And that just seems reckless to me. Like that's not. Let's take our lumps and learn from them. Like you, know, you know what I'm saying? In a at? seventeen like, game season. Let's let's take away all the things that usually help him. The outside zone running game, play action, his own running ability, just to see if he can actually read the field. And so far, the answer is a resounding no. He can't. But I don't see how that's fair to him when you take away all the maybe their crutches, maybe. But I don't, I don't, I just, I'm at a loss of uh, of answers here. Uh, and I see Kevin Fishbane trolling us in the comments too. So that, that's always fun. Enjoy trolling. Charlie's tonight, Kevin. Yeah, where are you going tonight? Kevin. Yeah, Kevin had a fishbane. Uh, Kevin had a fishbane. Kevin fish had a fishbane. He had a comment here. Got here late. Did you guys talk about Cairo Santos' 52-yard field goal, or are you only focusing on the negatives? Typical Chicago media. Sh- shake my head. Well, there was a block punt, too, by the Bears, wasn't there? Block field goal. Block field goal. Yeah. Great day for the special teams. Special teams was fine. 52-yard field goal. You know, can't carry the whole team here. Cairo's trying. I actually was a little annoyed with the block field goal that they let the holder recover the ball instead of getting a scoop and story. It was a nice play by the holder, but come on, get to the ball, man. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, They had a couple of missed opportunities early. Jaquan Brisker, I thought if he makes that interception, had a chance for a pick six. And anytime you have a blocked field goal that goes straight backwards, that's an opportunity to scoop and score. So close on both of those plays. You just imagine how this game could have gone differently if your defense picks you up like that. Your your yeah. uh, special teams picks you up. Anytime your defense or special teams adds a you know actual touchdown to the board, um, that could have gotten the Bears off to a really hot start. And unfortunately, instead you have Baker Mayfield yeah. going twenty six for thirty four, three seventeen, one touchdown, one hundred and fourteen point five passer rating, and scrambling. For 17 yards and first downs, that is 14 more yards than Justin Fields had with his legs. Yep. 
No, they made me. Uh, Baker made me look bad today. Like if if you would have told me before the game that Baker Mayfield would run would run for more yards than Justin Fields, I'm like, oh, that's definitely a Bears loss. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even watch it. They lost for sure. It's amazing he only had three yards when he actually ran for a touchdown in the game. Justin, like he yeah. ran for a touchdown, and not like a quarterback sneak touchdown like Jalen Hurts keeps getting. It was an actual play. Uh, where they ran him to the outside, and he finishes the game with three rushing yards. I'm sorry, man. They got to get back to what works. They're just not doing it right now. They got no chance in Kansas City next week trying to oh, run this three. Offense. Statistically, we know what this means. Like the 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 chances of making the playoffs are already like. For zero and two teams, they're not good. Zero and three, they're even worse. You know how this goes. There again comes the here we go again feel. At least the whole NFC North lost this weekend. That helps. Um, yeah, Chris Jones. Trying to imagine what Chris Jones might do to Justin Fields next week in that interior offensive line. It's a scary thought right now. Not what you want to be thinking about on Sunday night. And here's a question from Solid Angle. Uh, if this continues, is Fluce on the hot seat? How am I... <sighs> So we're talking about like 2014 Mark Trestman vibes. Yeah. Like, are you like you have those types of vibes? But that that was a weird se- season with yeah. a lot of like negative energy. They were coming off a rather successful 2013. Like there was a lot of promise and potential. Well, one thing. So they yeah. thought. But one thing I thought was obvious, more obvious just from the jump with Tressman that we kind of knew right away even going into that first season in 13, we kind of knew that defense wasn't buying into whatever, call it whatever his flat, you know, he didn't have the hits principle. But, like, we knew guys like Lance Briggs and company, they, they no matter who was replacing Lovey, it wasn't, they weren't going to get the buy-in from those bats, especially after the way Erlacher was just sort of cast aside, which was on the GM. Um, so I don't think that it sure seemed like nine days ago everybody was bought into this hits principle, right? But the problem, this is why I think every scenario is sort of on the table right now, Johns. The problem with having a principle like that, that you lean on that hard, especially in the NFL where these are professional athletes, like when it doesn't work or when there's cracks in the foundation of your principle, and I don't know how else you call it crack other than week one, they're already, already having a meeting with a player and the GM. I don't know if you saw this because you've been, did you see what Brian Pohl said on the ESPN 1000 this Go morning? Go ahead. I, I mean, he basically put it out there. Paraphrasing now, I think... Chase Claypool has all the motivation in the world, but he's got to make those changes. Said they met with him, and if he doesn't, then we're going to have to think about what's next. I mean, it, it was pretty obvious that Claypool was given one more chance today, and I think it was better, and he caught a touchdown. Um, But to have that going on, when your hits principle is everything that your foundation is, and it's week one, that's what's... 
okay, man, I don't know. Like you start to worry about those cracks in the foundation all of a sudden expanding. Nothing can fill those cracks faster than winning a football game. Josh, these guys lost 12 games in a row. 12 like in it, the it, NFL. That's it's pretty brutal. Back to Claypool. It's not surprising, like given his, his history, like the way he left Pittsburgh. I think it was Josina Anderson, a reporter, that he had become a distraction. And, and obviously, like he wore out his welcome there, to use that cliche. That's why they traded him, right? That's why he was out. I think the surprising part, Adam, is that it's happened. It happened in week one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Week two would have been more understandable. Week one, all right. Like a yes, quarter I, into the season, hey, Chase, we don't like what we've seen on the tape, man. You got to get this in gear. Maybe you're on a mini-buy. You got a little extra time for me. No, they're meeting with this guy Sunday after the game, after the first game? Yeah, like what the heck is going on type stuff. And there might be more there for all we know. Like, Yeah. I, I, you know, it, it, there are some like different vibes to this. Like, oh, like, is this really going to go off the rails? Because this feels bad really early, right? Does it not? Yeah. There seems I, to be a lot more going on with this team. So here's how I feel on, you know, Sunday night, Sunday evening, uh, September 17th. One, I can't believe we're already in this position where we're talking about things like this. Like, did like not this, see this that. dire yeah. of a conversation? Like, I know I was optimistic with my season prediction, but I also said over and over again, I could see a range from like seven to 10 wins, right? Like, I thought that's the window. So here's the thing. Like, on one side of the coin, I could still see them getting there. Like, they turned things around offensively in the middle of last season. Like, is there a scenario where they get back to doing what Justin's good at? They flip a switch. The upcoming schedule after they play the Chiefs next week is not terrible. They got the Broncos. They got the... Washington Commanders, the Raiders got killed today by the Bills. They're coming up. The Vikings are 0-2. Like, there's winnable games coming up here. The problem is, all those games are also very losable if they keep playing the way they're playing. (laughs) You and I have covered enough winnable ball games by this team that have become very losable fast. Oh, yeah. so Like, instantly. Could I see them flipping things here and getting back to like, oh, you ended up the season like the Lions did last year and you almost made the playoffs. You were in the mix in December. Sure. But I could also see them 0-6. The whole city's calling for Tyson Bajant. And you might actually have to take a peek at that before the season's over. Like, that's on the table too. Like that. That's And that's just crazy to me that... I don't think that's an overreach to say that right now. Like both scenarios are completely on the table. And I understand Fluce is going to sit there as the head coach and talk about post game today. I saw improvement from week one. Yeah, you better have seen improvement because you could have lost to any team in the league last week by a lot. So it better have been better. That doesn't mean it was good enough. They're losing to the t- to teams like the Buccaneers are 2-0, and right? Middle of the pack at best. Green Bay Packers blown out by the Packers. Lower than the middle of the pack at best. Can you repeat that? Actually, my headphones just went out, so I need you. I need you to ask me that question. You again. need me to repeat it. I got you. No. Like you lose to the Buccaneers. I get they're two and zero, but they're what middle of the pack at best. 
Yes. Yeah, I don't, that's the thing. I don't think the Bucks are still. I know they're two. Yeah, blown out by the Packers, and they're. I would project them still worse than that. Less than the middle of the pack. That's a problem, Adam. It's like yeah. a full roster construction problem, and I get that the quarterback gets the most heat, and a lot of it is unfair. It's the nature of the business, but eventually, you hope he could be the. What would Foxy say? It's always a bad thing when we're quoting that guy. Man, what did he do to us? Um, <laughs> Razor of boats isn't that one that he used to do? Say is that him? Oh, uh, tides raise all ships, or, something like that, or, right? When you need your your quarterback to to be that guy, you know, raise to, all. Or, is that even a saying? I don't know. Right now, <laughs> I think they also leave them uh, stuck on shore sometimes too. If you bring them too far, then the tide goes out. There's that too. Yeah. I don't know. It's all a problem uh, again, huh? Um, and I'm telling you, right. like, the worst thing about all this, and I know we're running out of here, it's it's that feeling of here we go again because the GM, the coach, and the quarterback started with not them aligned. It's like Nagy inheriting Trubisky, not aligned, did not play out well. Right. Right? It's Fox inheriting Cutler. Eventually, they had to kick him out the door. Which is why, like, I don't think any of this is an overreaction right now. You got to figure. Rising tide lifts all boats. Thank you, Levi, in the, in the comments. Yes. And again, the, the other tide makes all the ships get stuck on shore. Um, <laughs> the tsunami washes everything out and crashes hard. <laughs> But you know, but to to your point, like you can accuse us of getting ahead of ourselves, but like this is the cycle we know in Chicago, right? So it doesn't work out. It's the only cycle I know. It's the only cycle I've covered with this team. So so here's the cycle we know that I hope Kevin Warren, Kevin Warren hasn't been here, but I hope he knows the history here because what happens is Fields doesn't work out. But, okay, Flus and Poles, they didn't have their guy, so now they get their chance. So now they go. Now they get their chance, right? But all the warning signs we saw with his coaching staff this year, well, they still exist next year with the rookie quarterback, and you're trying to win with a rookie quarterback when you really can't. So, all right, now I need a new coaching staff. So now the quarterback is on his second – so year two of the quarterback, now he's got a new offense to learn. And then rinse and repeat. Now it's not good enough, so now the G – like – this this is what the bears do it's just it's they're never they're never aligned it, it is what it is man yeah it's all we know it's it's it, seriously it's it's all we know you're nine of this podcast but we've you're covered 13. you and I have both covered yeah. this team since lovey Smith yeah and like you get that I've covered this team long enough where you get that vibe like oh this could be this could be bad like there could be some wins you know there will be a stretch in the season where things are positive and you're beating you're beating beat up teams you know teams with backup quarterbacks and you, there'll be things to feel good about some young players should develop you hope they develop but until Justin Fields plays like we you and I think he can Maybe some still at house all thinks he think he can. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Well, and there's a 
comment here from Daniel says, isn't this why they hired Kevin? Not Kevin Fishbane, but Kevin Warren. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the wild card in all this, right? Like, again, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this probably a million times all week. Like, they're gonna lose to the Chiefs, I would assume. But could they turn it around after that? Is there some world where they can be three and three? Sure. There's also a world where they can be 0 6. And if you're 0 6, we don't know how Kevin Warren reacts to these situations. That's a new thing here. <laughs> isn't, isn't that the other funny part about all this? Like, Kevin Warren didn't hire Ryan Poles or Matt Eberflus either. Like, and they changed the structure of the organization after hiring Kevin Warren back to how it used to be, which was not how it was when they hired Ryan Poles. How do we get to this point in the conversation? Man. Um, And it's only September 17th. Two weeks in. Two weeks in. Some wins fix everything. Some success from your quarterback will fix plenty of things, but... It's not just like one game. It's like continuously seeing that over and over and over again. Not even like a three-game stretch. More like complete turnaround. This is where you need a Matt Patricia coach in the Lions game on your schedule next week to get right. Instead, you're going to Arrowhead to play the quarterback you should have drafted six years ago. For a second there, I'm like, wait, Patricia. No, Dan Campbell is going to take out their kneecaps. Well, right, right. But when Patricia was there, he would idiotically play man-to-man defense, right? And Mitch would be like, okay, touchdown, touchdown. I know this, touchdown. All of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky turns into Johnny Unitas, right? Like, And then the next week, they would play like the Saints and score four points. I don't know how you get to four. A couple safeties, I guess, but... uh... (laughs) Nope. Go ahead and block Chris Jones next week. Good luck. Matchup against Travis Kelsey. I... If there's only if there's one silver lining, it's uh, the Chiefs' offense does not look like the Chiefs' offense right now. But uh, they still have Patrick Mahomes. Yes, they do. Um, I think he is the rising tide. I got that right. Except when that Patch, Patch some of those Mahomes. boats have holes in it and can't catch passes. <laughs> Uh, the early line that our producer Lawrence uh, CHGO gave us was uh, Saint, uh, excuse me, the Chiefs favored by 13 and a half. Wow. 13 and a half. Yeah, it sounds like a backdoor cover, but. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, all right. Well, um, I do want to give our voicemail number. I know we already got a ton in there, but if you'd like to call in. We always play the voicemails on Tuesday's show. It's 872-205-6022. If you'd like to grab one of those awesome hats and support the show, um, John's is wearing right now. There's also a gray one, and uh, we got tons of new Hogan John's merch. We thank everybody at Obvious Shirts for setting this stuff up. HoganJohns.com. You can buy it directly from there now, which is awesome. Um, new polos. Uh, there's sweatshirts up there. Uh, of course, all our T-shirts, as always, and then the hats are ready to go. So check it all out, HoganJohns.com. And, of course, our Twitter account as well, at HoganJohns. If you, uh, We just started that a few weeks ago. And if you haven't hit us there, hit follow. Go check it out. Please I believe do it. you have some shirts to get, a, to get I do. out there. Well, when I have time to not break down, you know, 
this team. This team, yeah. I was trying to be super nice there. Um, the tape, I don't want to watch tonight. That I will. Um, yeah, I do. I think we got to give out three. Om- hey, if you get us, how about this? Here's a challenge. We owe three free shirts right now. If we can get up to 3,500 Twitter followers, where I think we're only, I think we're less than 200 away from that, then I will knock out. We'll do four. Yeah, we'll do all four of them. Okay. So, there's a little um, Check out The Athletic probably Tuesday morning for uh, a pretty cool story. Um, yeah. Looking forward to writing it tomorrow. All right. I'm excited for that. And we have, I believe we have Diana Rossini coming in on Tuesday's show. So, your voicemails. Check in with Diana. She had some reporting, I know, on the Bears' uh, whole situation this past week, too. So, um Excited for that. We'll have uh, John's story will be out by then that we can look at as well. I'm excited to read that. Theathletic.com slash Hogue and Johns. We are out of here. Johns, don't watch too much of the tape, okay? Tell me Maybe. the good parts. What, what are the good parts? Uh, <sighs> DJ Moore. DJ Moore went over 100 yards receiving. Ooh. DJ Moore went over 100 yards receiving. Uh, Rasheem Green played pretty solid. He's the one who got the block field goal, right? He he had the block field goal. Special teams on point. Check out the special teams tape. I'll break that down for you. Do you want an exclusive story with me breaking down the special teams tape? Mm, I get that like every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think out of what else was good. Um, Roshan Johnson had a nice run. Roshan's still Lost good. They don't, the they don't give him the ball right. enough. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everybody's hurt. That's not good. Oh, Eddie Jackson. Yeah, foot injury. Again. Yeah, out with a foot injury. Darnell Mooney. What was his calf? Uh, knee, I think they knee? said. He didn't return. And then shout out to Jaquan Brisker for f- coming back, finishing the game. But I don't know how you're dehydrated on like the first series of the game. I know it's hot, but. Unless he was battling something, but they didn't really make that clear. So I don't know. I don't know. I think that should just be the theme of the season. Just, I don't know. <laughs> Who is uh, USC playing next week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there yet. Still don't. Still 15 more games to go. Uh, USC Colorado in a couple weeks. Ooh, that's going to be fun. I might have to... Let's just go cover that one. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, we could do a Hogan Johns post game after USC Colorado. In Boulder? Is it in Boulder? Uh, I think that one might be in LA. No, I Fine, think it is in Colorado. That could be good. Could be good. All right. Anyway, appreciate everybody being here. Please hit like, uh, hit subscribe. Please uh, rate and review the podcast if you're listening to this later as a pod. We appreciate you very, very much. HoganJohns.com. At Hogan Johns on Twitter. We will talk to you on Tuesday. See ya. New Year, same old f***ing bears.